You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So today we're going to do kind of something similar to yesterday. Uh, Talk about the news and notes. Get a little excited about the good news, if it is good news indeed, which I think it is. And then we're going to get to some calls because we're behind on that. But the big news of the day, what we've all been waiting for, would they exercise the option? Would they not? Well, they took a third route, um, essentially giving him an extension which functions as a fifth year option kind of except they're putting some of the money in his pocket today and it doesn't come fully guaranteed as as i guess sort of a trade-off but i also think the total is more i believe it's about 23 million i should just have it in front of my face but the point is it's not that massive of a deal so what did I talk about yesterday? That it doesn't really matter either way, but one of the negatives is how do you decline a fifth-year option and then convey to a guy in the midst of you trying to build this environment, this locker room of guys that are motivated and excited, how do you not throw that level of support behind the quarterback while at the same time time telling him, yes, we're absolutely behind you 100%. So there is an element of you kind of have to do it from that standpoint. Well, the Packers did. And not only that, they put money in his pocket today. Now, some people are saying Jordan Love's kind of getting screwed here. He's, he could have made more money if he'd have gone in any other direction. So, for example, if he just didn't sign this and the Packers didn't pick up his fifth-year option, he could bet on himself. And then instead of next year going into next year with whatever's left on this contract, which wouldn't be very much, you know, recoup the rest of the $23 million or whatever, he'd be getting his bing, bang, boom, massive contract. But the problem with that is, if he plays well, he's going to get that contract either way. Right? I mean, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to happen, but if he, let, let's say he balls out, right? Because that's, that's the thing. If you ball out, then all of a sudden you lost out on all this money. If he balls out, the Packers are going to offer him another contract extension, right? 2024 is going to roll around. He's going to be sitting with his contract of, I don't know how much the base salary is going to be or whatever. It doesn't matter, but they're going to negotiate the long-term contract and he's going to get it either way. Then he's going to get another big old check put in his pocket for the second year in a row. So I don't know. I mean, there's 13 million guaranteed. I don't know if all 13 was, you know, or, or most of that 13 was signing bonus, 10, 11, 12 or something that went in his pocket. Probably something like that, like a big old chunk of money. Next year is going to be an even bigger chunk of money. I don't know exactly what that would be, but, but, but there's that. And what's the scenario if he doesn't play well? Well, the, the concern is if he does, I mean, if, if he doesn't play well and they didn't exercise the option, then he would have been screwed and never got any money. So this is protection for Jordan Love in a sense, as opposed to not uh, the, the Packers not picking up the option. Now, if they did pick up the option and he doesn't play well, he would have ended up more, with more because they would have to pay him the $20 million or whatever, which is more than the $13 million that so he would miss out on maybe 7 ish plus his salary. I don't know what his salary. I haven't seen the contract, but it's going to be the, the guarantees plus whatever his salary is on top of that. So call it 14, 15. So maybe he misses out on 5 million. If he's just complete garbage and the Packers are like, I'm not giving you another cent. But I mean, it, it ultimately comes down to Jordan Love and what he wanted to do. And I think this is a good, I think it's a good idea to put some money in his pocket. You know, as, as dumb as it sounds, I think it matters. Aaron Rodgers talked about it. Like there's something different about 
as as wrong as it might be, I don't remember ex- his exact comments, but it's something to the effect of until you get that paycheck, you kind of just shut your mouth, right? You're not that dude until you get paid. And so not just picking up his option, but paying him and giving him a contract, even if it's just optics, say to be able to communicate this is our guy, we gave him his contract, this big old money contract, so that he can walk into that locker room with his head held high and say, I got the extension, I got paid, I got money in the bank, I'm ready to rock and roll, and I'm going to tell you bums what to do. Not saying that that's exactly how that should go, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think there's that people that are kind of upset about it tend to have just this very robotic thinking in terms of like, what is the best way to maximize your money and all that. But I think there's... There were options, and and I think that the Packers and Jordan Love agreed that this was the best option, and I could see that being a thing. I think it's a good idea to put money in his pocket. He's only going to get like $2 million this year. He's going to be one of the lower-paid guys on this team. That's not a good thing, to walk into the locker room with a bunch of guys making more money than you. You know, there's going to be rookies who got more money from their rookie deal than what Jordan Love is is walking around with this year. Like, oh, that's all you got? Dude, I got that too. $2 million, huh? Okay. And you're not the backup quarterback, right? No, okay, all right, I got you. I think it's a great thing. I, th- I think, you know, and again, that, w- that was my favorite part of it. But forget the financials of it, because I think it all, all, it all ends up coming out about the same. There's nothing massively different either way you slice this, right? There, it, there isn't that situation now where they didn't pick it up and he gets nothing and is, is, he's screwed, right? So he's protected against that. Are there scenarios where he potentially could have made more money? Yes, but again, I, I like this scenario because it pays him today. And if he plays really well, he's going to get paid next year too. And it's going to be the big one. And he knows that. So, so I mean, he's got everything in front of him. He's got all the money he can imagine. He, uh, again, I don't know how much they put in his pocket, but they, they just put $10 million, let's just say, in his pocket. He's that dude amongst, you know, a young wide receiver core. They can look up to him now. He's been here for a while. He's trained under Aaron Rodgers. Just watching this ridiculous um, uh, Florio talking about how, how bad he feels for Jordan Love. Like, he was put in a terrible situation. He had to spend three years behind a Hall of Fame quarterback, and now he gets to take the reins. Like, what are you describing that's negative, you moron? Like, that's a great thing. I understand that it's frustrating, and I even mentioned that in terms of, like, if, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, I would be pissed because he's watching all the other quarterbacks that got drafted in the first round and now Jalen Hurts getting big old-time pay. Like, these guys either are paid or who's who's paid and who's not i can't remember but i don't know but the the money is and will be psychotic for that class of wide receivers ridiculous and the packers are saying we want to pay you now you haven't done anything for us but you know what we want to put money in your pocket because you're our guy today and you know what we believe in you and we believe that when you ball out next year we're going to sit back at this table and you're going to sign a contract for a heck of a lot more than what you're signing for today and i can't wait for it what does that do for jordan love he's already the guy he's already got more money than he could ever imagine Whatever money he has in his pocket now, he's, he's, he ain't going to spend it by the end of the year. And he knows that if he works really hard and he gets together with his guys and they put together a performance, and if he can just put it together for a year, this guy is beyond set up for life. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for Jordan Love. I feel excited for Jordan Love. This is, this is, this is the most amazing thing. The contract he signed already basically set him up for life. And now he gets to take over with a young group of guys that, that really look up to him, that are awesome, they're motivated, he's motivated, they're all working hard, they're going to have a great freaking year together as a crew, 
and everybody's going to be pulling. You know for who? For that guy. I can Listen, I can already feel it. Again, all these teams that do these kinds of things, they rally around something. They rally around the coach. They rally around the team. I genuinely believe this team, especially the offensive pieces, are going to rally behind Jordan. He's been crapped on for I don't know how long by the same media that are now saying they feel bad for him because of the contract, bad for him because he sat behind. All this crap. He's been dumped on. He's been doubted. Everybody's hated the freaking guy. And you know what? Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed and and Josiah DeGuara and all these guys, you know what they're going to do? They're going to rally around their quarterback. They're going to rally around this guy, and they're going to get him where he needs to be to get that money because he is the guy. And they're all... I, I, I'm, just, I'm just... I'm feeling it in my bones that this is a thing. Based on, guess what? Nothing. But I can just feel it. And that's a big part of the reason I love this contract. It sends a message. It communicates a message from the team to Jordan. From Jordan to the locker room. It gives him status. But it also is based on a, on, on a belief that only lives in that locker room. Everybody else, nobody else, I don't give a crap what Florio's saying. He doesn't believe in Jordan Love. He thinks the Packers are garbage and so does everybody else. Vegas says we're going to be the worst team in football. You know why? Specifically because of Jordan Love. Not based on any other thing. It's because we went from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love that we are going to be worse than the worst team in football last year. That right there is something that a team can rally around. And I can't wait to watch these guys rally around Jordan Love. All right. So that's my thought on that. I still, I'm still curious. I should probably Google it and see if there's any more details about his contract. But I think, I think that's about it. Um, they essentially split his fifth year option over two years, so he gets some now, some later. Certainly helps the Packers in all situations. Um, if it doesn't pan out, you take a little bit of that hit now. You don't take as much of a hit next year, and I guess you move on. Um, or you do this again, where you kind of give him a smaller extension just to kind of see how we're doing. Um, and then if he does pan out, then you certainly have a lot of options. One of which being give him that next extension in 2024, which is generally what you do anyways. Final year of the guy's contract. Um, don't let that contract expire. Give him the money, you know, so plenty to be excited about there. Uh, I guess the only other thing I would add, and I'm I'm not going to play clips from it, at least at this point, I don't plan to, but, uh, Aaron Rodgers doing the Pat McAfee thing. Look, it's very apparent to me, <clears throat> choking up here, it's very apparent to me that Aaron Rodgers, I, I, here's the picture I'm getting. He was genuinely unhappy here. He is genuinely happy over there. And and I'm, I mean this sincerely. Um, I'm happy that he's happy. I really am. It freaking sucks the way everything kind of went down. Again, I, I'm not going to rehash everything with, you know, freaking guy decided to just 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 not try last year and ruin everything and thanks for taking that contract despite the fact that you didn't actually want to play so good for you for uh cashing in and then just saying screw it i don't care anymore um i i do wish it could have been different i mean i i, I wish you could have been happy here to be completely honest you know people oh you're salty you're jealous i don't know about salty and jealous but it it does suck a little bit you know it, it, i wish you could have been happier here and um whatever I, if that's Gutekunst's fault or people in the locker room's fault or Matt LaFleur's fault I don't know maybe he just didn't like Green Bay and he's happy to be in a bigger city he's big Hollywood Rogers now and he wants to be big Hollywood Rogers can't do that in Green Bay you can do it in New York um 
you know, it, it, just, it just is what it is. But I, I think that's, that's become obvious. And again, all the excuses that were made for him were obviously all BS. He talked about, you know, he loves being in the facility. He loves getting to meet the guys and, and growing in relationship with them and everything else. He, it's very obvious that that's a beneficial thing. He should have been doing that with Watson and Dobbs. He didn't want to. Um, this was his choice. Uh, he's reinvigorated. You know, it, I, again, it is what it is. It's not that I'm upset necessarily with Rodgers, although I think it was a BS thing that happened last year. I mean, you can't force motivation, I guess. It just sucks that it turned out that way, and he clearly wasn't motivated. But I think what I'm most upset about is the people who I had to argue with about Aaron Rodgers with all the nonsense excuses about it doesn't matter, those things don't matter, it's not a big deal. Like, you can't look at Rodgers and how healthy and happy he looks and think, that guy's going to freaking win MVP this year. Of course you can. I can see it right now. His body looks chiseled. I've never seen him this happy before. And he's meeting all the guys. He's already developing a rapport with uh, Garrett Wilson. He didn't do that with Dobbs and Watson, and he should have. He absolutely should have, but he didn't. But here he's putting in a lot of work with the receivers over there. He's getting the timing down. He's learning all this stuff with, with these guys. He's building relationships. Everybody that said it doesn't matter is a freaking liar. Of course it matters. It's incredibly important. It's it's team building. The team is incredibly important. That's what I'm excited about here. I think the Packers and the Jets are both in really good situations, to be completely honest. I, I just I just the only thing that's burning in me right now is all those people that said all that stupid crap that are still gonna hang on to it or move on to some new argument. Just stop it. There is no defending Aaron Rodgers in twenty twenty two. That's not a thing. He stole money from the Packers, took a massive contract when he didn't want to play. He came back with no energy or enthusiasm. He showed up out of shape. He didn't put in any work with the, with the young guys or with anybody else because he didn't feel like it. Not because it's not beneficial. Not because voluntary means you shouldn't show up because that's stupid. That has nothing to do with that. He didn't want to be here. And yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, I guess it's good because if you wanted to be here, he'd still be here. And Jordan Love probably wouldn't be. And that's probably not great. But unfortunately for us in our draft pick, I mean, he really does look fired up. And, 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 and again, I genuinely mean it. When I see him excited, see, and, that, and that's the thing, like there, there's part of that uh, living vicariously through him, just thinking how cool that would be to be a multi-bajillionaire. You know, and again, he's, he's I don't know the, the most polite way to say it, but he knows he's a big deal, right? There's a clip on Pat McAfee show they were talking about, like, there's stars everywhere that went on the Megatron, and when they showed you, that place went crazier than ever, and he's just nodding like, yeah, man, I know. Like, he, he loves that. He feeds off that. He wants that big atmosphere, that big New York media. He wants the bigger cheers, the louder cheers. You know, the, he wants to walk down the street, go to the nicer restaurants and all this, you know what I mean? And I think that's freaking cool to be able to be Hollywood Rogers while you're out there playing. I mean, he, he probably should have been out there all along. That's where superstars can be superstars, man, in New York. Not really L.A. because they don't really care about football out there. I mean, New York is the place to be a superstar. And, I, and, and, and I, again, I am genuinely happy that he's happy, but it, it does tick me off a little bit that things went down the way that they did. It was just, it was just a terrible year. But I guess we just got to eat it. He thought he wanted to play. Devontae apparently left, and Roger's like, well, crap. Even with Rodgers being there and everything else, he's like, nah, I'm going to bail. So that sucked, and I think Rodgers was kind of bummed about that. Started losing motivation. Again, he, he wants to be Hollywood Rodgers. He's out with celebrities in Hawaii and doing all this stuff. He's not working out. He's not, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's not his main motivation. Been there, done that. Devontae left. We ain't winning crap. I don't care. 
You should probably go build a rapport with these young... Like, screw that, dude. I'm not doing that. He just didn't have it. Again, you can't make yourself motivated. It is what it is. So we just got to eat it. But I think there's plenty of good things to look forward to. I think we have a new, much more motivated group of guys. And, and, and again, I think Rodgers is very motivated over there. So there's a lot of people like, oh, just wait. The diva's coming. I don't think so. I've, I, again, he's been on Pat McAfee several times. I've never seen him this happy before. He, he will not stop smiling. He is gushing over the players, over the staff, over the city. He is having the absolute time of his life. And I think that's pretty cool for him. And I think, and again, it's partially because we're in a good situation. The only thing that I am, yes, I am bitter about is the way 2022 went down. And, and again, just basically robbing the Packers with that contract when you really just didn't have it in you anymore. Rather than having, I guess, the integrity to say, you know, yeah, I could just freaking rob you blind because I won back-to-back MVPs and you have to pay me, and then I win. Just saying, you know, I just, after that loss, I just don't feel it anymore. I don't, I don't think it's in me anymore. But he said he did have it in him, took the contract, and uh, obviously he did not. But he's got it back. And as much as I thought it would annoy me to watch him on Pat McAfee, it really doesn't. I mean, I, you know, as much as I get upset with some of the stuff that happened, He's still Aaron Rodgers, and you see him on the show, and he's beaming, and he's laughing, and he's smiling. You know, it does kind of, it does, there is like a slight sense of jealousy because it's like, dude, you were never that happy here, and that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I I know, like, he, he loves the Packers, and he loves the fans and all that stuff, but it's like, even with all the stuff that happened, he's been in New York for like 10 minutes, and it's like, this is way better than that crap. Well, I never want to go back there again. You know what I mean? So, whatever. I'm, I'm glad he's having fun. I think we're in a good situation. And again, th- there was no situation where Rodgers could say, oh, you chased him off and all this. No, he, he doesn't want to be here. He didn't want to play football anymore. But he's got an opportunity to be, you know, big city Rodgers and Hollywood Rodgers, and he's going to ride that. And, you know, honestly, good for him. And, and as much as Jets fans have been on me all day about nonsense with Billy freaking Turner, Good Lord. I, I, it was shocking because I never had any bad interactions with any Jets fans. And I made a comment about Billy Turner, and they have lost their freaking minds. I got a guy who took 400-level statistics arguing with me about, and he's a freaking idiot. <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't know anything about statistics. It's unbelievable. I took 100-level statistics and, like, slept through it. And I, I can tell you right now, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, it's it's it's... It's such a whirlwind right now, you know? It's, 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 it's a mix of emotions. It genuinely is. And I, I know people are listening like, you don't make any sense. One minute you're mad. What? That's, that's, how, that's what's going on in my brain right now. I'm angry, but I'm happy. You know, it's, it's almost like this nostalgia, like, you know, I, I, I see Rodgers and it's still Rod. You know, when you don't look at the guy and you just think you get all whipped up and then you see Rodgers and he smiles like, oh man, it's Rod. I love Rodgers, man. He's a good dude. Having fun, I'm happy for it. Screw that guy for what he did, and 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 now you try, you jerk. But I'm glad you're having a good time, and man, it's good to see. You. I'm glad you're your freaking jerk off loser. So happy for you. That's how I feel about the situation. I'm genuinely happy for the person. I'm very angry about the way that things went down. But again, at the same time, in sort of a cosmic everything happens for a reason thing, this kind of worked out perfectly. The contract didn't have to be that way, but Jordan Love was not ready. Had Aaron Rodgers walked away, Jordan Love would have went on the field. I think it would have been a disaster. I think I think he spent the right amount of time behind Aaron Rodgers. I think we have the right amount of motivation. I think the contract situation there works. I think we got the the right pieces now. We're, we're younger now, but we're also more talented now. It's much better than injured Watson and Dobbs with Lazard and Cobb. 
right? And Cobb probably wouldn't have even stayed if Rodgers left or whatever. But, I mean, that was a bet. I would much rather have this situation with year two Watson, year two Dobbs, Jaden Reed, and all the other boys that we got here right now. Like, I just think we're in a better situation. So, I think we're good. Not happy about some stuff, but but when you really step back and look at it, like, this kind of worked out perfect for the Jets and the Packers. Like, everything's kind of... It was a smooth land. It was a rough ride, but it was kind of a smooth landing, you know? Does that kind of make sense? Very rough ride, but at the end of the day, both of us kind of just got this smooth landing where we're sitting here going, I think we made it, man. I think we're alive. Like, I'm here. I'm not, there's not a, I'm not on fire. I feel like I should be on fire right now, but I'm not. I think, I think we made it, dude. So, both franchises have every reason to be excited. I think both franchises are in similar situations with extremely high ceilings, but also very low floors. Jets fans would not agree. I don't care. I'm tired of talking to them today. I've gotten, I finally got to the point where it's like, final message, mute. Final message, mute. Final, I got like 74 more. I'm sitting on Twitter right now, and I'm watching my notifications just go up and up and up, and I know it's Jets fans just flapping their freaking gums. (sighs) But yeah, very, very mixed emotions. I mean, it's, it's sad to see Aaron Rodgers knowing that he's not, a Packer anymore, knowing that everything he's talking about and all this national interest is now about the Jets and not the Packers. Um, again, sad to see him so happy, like he was never happy here. But again, I think if we all just step back and look at it, despite the freaking insane bumpiness of this whole situation, I'm happy. I think we're in a good spot. I think everything is right where it needs to be. I think the Jets are, I mean, the Jets are the I don't know what you say about their spot. I mean, it's a short-term proposition, but, you know, good for them. I'm glad everything's great. Rodgers, as far, Rodgers feels like he's just on a really cool vacation, you know? Like, he's going to play football, and he'll probably play pretty well, but it's like he gets to... This is my new favorite word, apparently. He, he gets to cosplay as, like, a New York Jets quarterback. But really, it's just like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm Hollywood, man. I'm, I'm going to see the shows, and I'm going to be cheered everywhere, and freaking parades. And I'm sure he's getting comped at every single... Like, the best steakhouses and pizza places are reaching out like, hey, tell Rogers, come on in. It's on the house. Like, he's just... He is living the freaking life, and good for him. He's earned it. He has been one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. He gets to be Hollywood and hang out with all the stars and all that stuff, congratulations, you made it. But again, it's it's oil and water at this point over here, right? Was never going to work. Why is Darnell Washington trending? And Mekhi Becton? And Jordan Love, what's going on? Oh, Jordan Love, duh, the contract. Oh, the fifth-year option thing for Mekhi. Was he, did they do it? They declined his fifth-year option! (laughs) I've been arguing with these idiots all day long about their offensive line. And the what, Elijah Vera Tucker is by far their best offensive lineman. Mekhi Becton has the highest upside, but he's never materialized into anything, and they've declined his fifth-year option. Oh, I wish I didn't mute all those guys now. Oh, you bunch of dummies. What was he, like the fourth overall pick or something crazy? He's the 11th pick. That's crazy he fell to 11, because he, uh, he was supposed to be like the biggest freak of all the freaks. 6'7", 363. They declined his fifth-year option. (laughs) Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, that's so funny. You don't understand the pain I've been through as these guys have been just desperately telling me how great they're off. It is funny that they kind of were dancing around the Mekhi Becton thing. I I think they kind of know and didn't really want... They they love talking about Elijah Vera Tucker, their one guard. Like, whoop-de-freaking-do. 
Anyways, I'm 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 to the point now where I'm glad that uh, their failure is to our benefit in the uh, draft because it just means that I get to root for their demise over and over and over, and that's just going to make me uh, very very happy. There was a point where I didn't care, and then there was a point where I had to care, and then there was a point where Jets fans had to run their freaking mouth, um, and so now I will be gleefully cheering for their demise especially the offensive line part because that's going to be that, that that's just going to be a domino effect because number one they for some reason expect their offensive line to be great i have no idea why they keep calling all these guys pro bowlers like a 38 year old who was a pro bowler three years ago supposedly that means something um yeah but but you know the the pressure issue like i've talked about with rogers he's really not super great under pressure nobody is but um he's slightly worse than you would you know i guess expect so there's just kind of a domino effect there, I guess. But uh... anyways, why don't we take a slightly early break and let's just get to some of these calls, all right? You sound good? Cover the two things that matter. Please consider giving on Patreon to support the show. It would be greatly appreciated. You can do so for as little as just a single dollar. Think what you can get for a dollar. Nothing. Except my undying support, loyalty, and love. It's the only thing you can buy. Think about that for a minute. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. I think what I want to do is kind of dig deep. Uh, I want to go way back into the way back machine and kind of get to some of these calls that we skipped a long time ago because we had some kind of like breaking news thing that happened like the draft. And so we had to skip ahead. 
the heck is that noise? Oh, it's my phone ringing. Who's that? Oh, it's Blaine. I'll talk to you guys in a minute. Okay, hi, I'm back. Let's do uh, let's do some other calls. Calls from listeners, not calls from uh, people who want to talk about... You still want to talk about football, so it's all good, but you guys should be involved in this. Ready? It's actually difficult because I actually have to go back and listen to all of them because um, many of them don't really apply anymore. Questions like, you know, this is post-Rogers trade. Um, would you trade up using these picks or whatever? So Thomas Austin, I had to skip a couple of years, but I think we can do this one. This is Thomas's third call of that particular day, April 25th at 10.29 a.m. You know who it is. Hello, Thomas. And you know that once I start, I cannot stop. I did notice that. But I just want to say that I am really loving and digging the whole attack that you personally, like your own personal uh, crusade yeah. against the talking heads, sure. the analysts and the uh, commentators who think they know everything, a la Pat McAfee. Anyway, uh, I'm tired of calling him out. You know, there's others, Rich. I'm, I'm not going to name any others, legitimately this time. But I just love you going at them. Thank you. Because it's... You never hear... You hear from a lot of fans. Uh, they have a tendency to agree with whatever they're told. They're like, yep, that's right. This guy said it, and that's my thoughts on it. So it must be true. Yep. And they'll go and they'll tell their friends and then they'll go on social media, text them away. Oh my God, look at me. I'm so good. I yeah. should become an analyst. And, and it's, it's just so annoying. Like I wasn't that, I liked Pat for a while, but when his, and he's been biased on a lot of things, but it's just, when you let a person like Rogers kind of contort, your mind, and then you start going the way that he did. It just became annoying after a while. It wasn't worth it. Stopped enjoying it. And now, and now, guess what? I don't ever have to worry about it again because Rogers is no longer a Packer, so I don't have to feel obligated to listen to that show anymore. Yep. Which, phew. That's a big relief off me. Now I don't have to be annoyed 50% of the time that I listen to that wonderful show. Anyway, just wanted to congratulate you on your tour de force against these uh, yeah. know-it-alls. And right. Thank you. Halfwits. <laughs> I would say that's we not nice. We a lot of money to be know-it-all and halfwit. I'm a much that's, that's the worst part. meaner person. And I think we all can agree. We touched, someone touched upon it when they called in, like, give me money to say stupid crap. Yeah. My stupid crap, heck, at least I have, like, an entertaining presence about it where it's not like, I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, yep, bye. Have fun. Wonderful. Thank Woo. you. Go pack, go. Go pack. Bye, Roger. Go. Bye. Okay, real quick. Go right. Yeah, step. one more thing. I'm not happy that it came to this. I like Rogers as a player. He sounds exactly I wish that like me right now. It didn't happen, but it did. And Zola, go. You make no sense and you confuse me, but I understand you completely. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the people make a big deal about the Pat McAfee thing. I, I don't know. I never liked watching Pat McAfee. It's just not my thing. I wanted to like it. You know what I mean? Um, I think the biggest issue I had with it is I wanted to support him because I liked what he was doing. But I can't sit there for like three hours and just watch people blabbing. 
you know like I'm, I'm trying to do the podcast i need like bullet points like boom 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 when i go on there i watch like all these shows i have but they're snippets so occasionally pat mcafee will have a snippet and that'll be the snippet that i'll, I'll look at and, and whatever but usually when mcafee has a snippet it's like a big deal and it's all over twitter and everything else so i'm, I'm looking a little bit more nuanced opinions but they're little five minute snippets and even that like i'm skipping like all right get to the point get to the point get to the I'm not just trying to just listen to people casually talk about sport. I need really quickly what is all the information I can gather for the podcast and to help me to understand things better. I, I just the random just talking for an I can't I can't do it. Um, and I watched the Rogers thing just because I wanted to same reason. I want to know if there's anything interesting that I need to know. Sometimes a lot of times he would give some insights on Christian Watson or Matt LaFleur, or what he's been up to, or just anything pertinent pertinent to the team is what I tuned in for. And that's why I, I didn't tune in today, but I'm, I'm interested in the clips because I'm curious what he's saying. I want to see how he looks. He looked happy. I want to know, what's he doing? Is he is he there training camp? Is he working with the... Yep, he's doing all the work, stuff that he said wasn't important, but suddenly apparently is important. Um, He's doing all... So, so that's kind of information i already knew but i was just curious what's going on and see if there's anything you know any other comments that came up i haven't again i haven't watched it so maybe there's some more interesting stuff but i'm still going to quote unquote watch for the same reason that i did before i just i want to know if there's any information that i need to know i never really watched it for entertainment um didn't find it massively entertaining and like you said i as time went on i slowly got more and more annoyed with it just because of the format of it, and it, it got so, like, uh, grovelly toward Rodgers, you know? And then especially when Rodgers became, like, the anti-Packers guy, which was weird because he's our quarterback, which turned McAfee into a huge anti-Packers guy to try to nudge up to Rodgers. So it just, it was such a weird thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's not like, a, well, I'm not watching. I don't care. I, if there's something I need to know, then I'll check it out. But I... I never have sat and watched an entire Pat McAfee episode, and I absolutely never will unless I'm forced to for some weird reason. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. Hi, Tom. I had a little Green Bay football when I was a kid that played that song all the time. Nice. My dad went to a game, and he got it. Brought it back. Never know what happened to it. You give it to you then? Anyway. Okay. Um, why is it that Wisconsin teams uh, never do that great? Well, not never because they won recently, but uh, I'm talking Bucks here. Why do they do with Wisconsin and just not trying in the playoffs? Giannis went down in the second game with an injury. I didn't watch any of that. I don't or know what went happened. down in the first game. Or Anyway, he didn't play one of the game. Regardless, Wisconsin playoffs, why? Why does this always happen? It doesn't matter the sport. And I know the Packers won in this century, which is very nice. And the Bucks won yeah. recently, which is very nice. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, why, why can't we be the Patriots? <laughs> like, why? It's a legitimate question, I guess. Love to hear your thoughts. Felt like whining. I might call in next okay. and just go on a tirade about yep. why the Packers are so stupid for this trade because, I mean, 
I like playing both sides. Yeah, you do. It's fun. You just get to be an idiot for a little bit. Which isn't that difficult for me. Surprisingly enough. Later. Okay, yeah, so um, why can't we be the Patriots? I don't know. Massive failure, terrible GM, great quarterback, no weapons, terrible defense, bad special teams, elite quarterback, terrible GM, um, horrific franchise. It's so funny that that kind of came out of nowhere. Like, everybody has always recognized that the Green Bay Packers are a first-class organization, like, since forever. And Brian Gutekunst is following in the legacy of Ted Thompson, who followed in the legacy of Ron Wolf. Nothing has really changed. They're doing business the way they always have. But Rodgers made some complaints about he didn't like how things were happening. And suddenly, everybody knows this is some garbage organization. <laughs> like, man, it's it's amazing. Like, it's amazing to me how now in society, and I've never in my life seen this before. Usually things would, I've mentioned this before, they would change so slowly, you know? Like, ideas took a long time to really grab hold and cultivate. It would take, like, decades to go from that stupid to we now believe that. Right? You look at the fights that took place over whatever. Things that institutionalized things that became non-institutionalized things. We're at a point now where somebody can say something, and it's stupid for, like, 24 hours, and then it becomes gospel. Like, everybody knows it. It's taught in the colleges. Everybody knows everything. Like, that's just the way it is. The Green Bay Packers have been a first-class organization forever. And all of a sudden, everybody just knows that they're not... Like, reality is just completely malleable now. Which is seemingly what a lot of people want, right? They don't like hard and fast rules and just all this, like, you know, just reality being... a Like, there are things that are not movable it is because it is two plus two is four and it can't be anything else and i don't care what your feelings say so apparently we don't like that anymore and we want to be able to just craft re- that's why arguing with people on twitter is so unbelievable unbelievably hard because people can just mold reality however they want it and and expect you to accept it and it's insane it's not real just because five minutes ago somebody told you it was real Use your freaking head. Incredible to me how stupid every human being on planet Earth is. Hey, Pack Daddy. Hey. Jason Wildey here. <laughs> I just had a quick question about I the National that. Football League draft set to start on April 27th, 2023. <laughs> what do you think about would be the funnier scenario when the Packers are up to 13 and they pass on Jackson Smith Nijba or <laughs> if they pick him what would be a more fun time yeah. on Twitter watching everyone melt down or watching everyone crown him as the next big, big thing now you let me know the answer to that okay <laughs> I'm glad someone else understands that Jason will be asked the question in the most annoying way possible and he thinks his job is so important it's so obnoxious it's really annoying like when he asked Goot, how is this what's best for the Green Bay Packers? Like, okay, guy, uh, super annoying. Anyway, uh, I would actually like an answer to that question. <laughs> what would be more uh, fun? Meltdowns over not picking him or all the people losing their minds because we did pick him, especially since it'll be the first first round wide receiver and right after Rodgers is gone. 
curious. Let me know. Well, my honest answer would be to pick them, but that's only because your specific question was which one would be more fun. And having everybody cheer and celebrate and, and do the happy dance would have just been much more fun than what ended up happening, which was everybody kind of just wailing and being upset, myself included, um, and then eventually coming around to it. Uh, I don't know that I would have been massively jacked about JSN, but I would have come around to it because, again, you know, for the same reason I came around to Lucas Van Nest, you kind of understand the thought process behind it, and you look at what they are on paper and what everybody says they are and can be, and you get excited about it. Um, so that would have been more fun, but I would rather have the guy that we have, I think is, you know, how I would go about that. I never thought Jet fans could get so pretentious than they already were. You're totally right, Ryan. I, I think Eisen is a complete D-bag. Uh, and I don't like calling people names like that, but, oh, my goodness, it just makes me want to puke. So these guys just completely pivot off of one into another topic to make themselves look big. Um, I guess that's why they like being in front of the TV camera, but uh, it's unwatchable. Um, as far as Goody and uh, Douglas... Uh, debate. Um, I think uh, Goody's probably going to prank call uh, Douglas at some point and say, hey, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona, and uh, you can see the sea from my porch. And uh, if you buy that, I'll, I'll throw the Golden Gate uh, bridge in free. So there's that. Um, and then a topic that one of the guys called in about that made uh, perfect sense, but I hope this is true. I hope Basaccia and uh, LaFleur kind of have this um, thing going where they're kind of the good cop, bad cop in a locker room because you really do need some guys to have that encouragement, understanding, uh, perspective. And then sometimes you just need someone to kick your butt yeah. and tell you that is not good enough. And with Rogers being in the locker room, I just have to believe that everybody was walking around on eggshells, uh, not to, uh, not to get him stirred up. So I, I think it's about time this locker room gets stirred up and I can see these guys getting excited. Um, for too many times we've seen on the sidelines where everybody just goes to the sideline, like tucking their tail in between their legs. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I'm going to watch the sidelines really close and see what kind of emotion is brought and what kind of uh, intensity Basaccia, uh brings to this team. So I'm really looking forward to that part of it. I'm out. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, you know, as I continue to talk about it, I just wonder if does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I know you know what I'm talking about, but am I the only one that's feeling that and and hoping for that or? Um, it's 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 so strange because it's like I can feel it deep in my bones, you know. Like it just it you just know, you can just sense it that it's growing. I'm not even there. I but there's just there's just this level of hype, and it's just I, I and I don't want this to come across as just blaming Rogers. It's just there's just a um there's just a way that things were done before. And it was very professional, and it was very like, this is just the way that it is. And when you come in, 
You don't come in like, yeah, let's go, let's go. You come in quietly and you meet everybody and Rogers walks by and you're like, dude, that was freaking Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe it. You know what I mean? I said freaking. It sounded a little weird, but I said freaking. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, here's your book, do your job, shut your mouth. But now it's just like the young guys run the show. You know what I mean? There's no restraint here. There's no like this is how we do things. It's it's you get to decide. This is we they've been talking for a long time about a a team led team or whatever locker room led. I don't freaking know what the stupid thing is. I think they can actually have that now. I think they can actually take command of this and and run it the way they want to run it, and they can just go freaking wild. You know what I mean? It was so weird because I was watching a highlight of Jaden Reed. Somebody posted on Twitter, and the guy. I mean, he's just. He looks like he's got that wide receiver one minute. I mean, he he's not just not a Packer guy because of his size. He's not a Packer guy because, you know, Christian Watson, love Christian Watson. When you meet him, very upstanding gentleman, you know, very extremely intelligent, academic, good guy. I mean, he, he's tatted up and he's, you know, he's, 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 you know, whatever. He's not just super clean cut, but um, he, he just kind of has this, you know, I, I can get crazy, but I'm a good dude. Dobbs, same thing. Like, he's he's head down, like, super serious kind of guy, whatever. Um, like, don't get in his freaking way. But, you know, he, he just, just a good dude, straight up. Like, I'm just here to work. I'm not... This guy seems like he's got a little bit more swagger to him. He's got a little more Jair to him. And I just had this weird picture in my head, because apparently I'm obsessed with this vision now, of this dude getting, like, some wild touchdown... And it's like Jair and the DBs running out. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's just the gang, man. It's not just offense, defense. It's it's Jair and it's Stokes and it's Jaden and it's all the guys, all you know, in, in freaking Musgrave and like it's just a freaking party on the sideline. I want that. I want that. Maybe that won't happen, but I want it. All right, I've done a bad thing. Okay, what'd you do? I was on Twitter. Oh, okay. Sorry. I heard Pat go on, and he tried to distance himself from his whole tirade against uh, Goody. But then, but then there was another part that he said that this is the best defense that Rogers is gonna that that Rogers has had since the Super Bowl win, and uh, got me fired up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I ooh, ah. <laughs> I need someone with a cooler head than mine. Which, come to think of it, I don't know why. I, I mean, you, you put words better than I do. So go ahead, take it from here. Defense. Since sure. Rogers won Super Bowl, compared to the current standing Jets defense. Go. Well, yeah, I mean, that that seems to be the thing across the board. And, and look, I was I was on board with all of this as far as you know yeah it's a good spot he's he's got wilson over there and they got some running backs and in a you know the defense performed pretty well um but th- there is this weird thing where again the, the packers everything they have is terrible and the uh jets everything they have is great can i can i go i, I understand pff isn't everything if you'd like to use something else and bring it to my attention go ahead i'm not going to dig through everything single statistical category but the only elite players they have, Sauce Gardner, who is number one, very unlikely to be number one again. 
Quinnen Williams, who was ranked fourth last year, or the year before that, he was ranked 37th, so he's a little bit volatile. Everybody else, let's go through it. Will McDonald is a rookie. You have, uh, just along the defensive line, Solomon Thomas, who is one of the worst top three picks close to ever. So they have two of them on their team, actually. He was actually drafted by the 49ers, who also get no flack for their terrible drafting. Solomon Thomas is a complete disaster. He was ranked 99th last year, has never really been any good. They have Carl Lawson, who I tend to like, but he was ranked, what, 52nd last year as another edge rusher. Their other corner is DJ Reed. He's solid. He's fine. He ranked 23rd. Um, Mosley, their linebacker, CJ Mosley, ranked 30th among linebackers. Then they have uh, Quincy Williams, who ranked 62nd among linebackers. And then their two safeties ranked 46th and 46th. Um, again, if you, and, and maybe I'll ask Mr. Numberman, if you're listening to provide me with some statistical backing to this claim that defenses are volatile so I can go through it because I keep saying it and citing you, but I don't have anything personally that I can go off of. Otherwise I can try to do some digging myself, but I'd, I'd love to get something on that. But again, I, I use him as the reference to the statistical community because he's in that realm. So anytime I talk about something, he's like, oh, just so you know, us nerds in here, we know that this is the reality. Defenses are extremely volatile. What does that mean, though? It means that if you are the number five defense or whatever, you're unlikely to stay as the number five defense. But you, you, I, I personally would also look at it and say, what is the quality of the players? Now, they've got some great players with Williams, uh, Lawson can be solid, two good corners. Like you know, They've got some pieces to where some stuff can happen, similar to the Packers' defense, right? they got some dogs. It's just a matter of you know who steps up, who steps back, whatever. But because of the fact that this isn't a stacked D, I'm not looking at the Eagles' defense. You know, Eagles, it's like 27th, 25th, 12th, 11th, 21st, 36th, 9th. I mean, it's, 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 they're like number ones close to across the board. I mean, 36 isn't technically number one, but, you know, I mean, they, they are pretty solid. And then, you know, you got, uh, again, the Fletcher Cox is kind of pretty washed at this point, but then you went out and got Jalen Carter. We'll see what he can do, but, you know, I mean, it ain't that. So if I had to pick, let's say the Eagles and the Jets both had good defenses. I'm assuming they both rank really high. If you told me one of them was going to drop out of the top 10 and I had to pick, it's not hard for me to pick. It's the team with less talent, and that would be the Jets. I don't know. They could be number one. I have no idea. But I know they have less talent. But again, we have to just assume, right? It doesn't matter that we have Jair and we have Gary and we have Campbell. And heck, Rudy Ford ranks 17th among safeties. You know, again, there's question marks. Wyatt basically had a 70 PFF grade. Kenny Clark was a 66, which is not good, but that was uncharacteristically low even for him. Um, we drafted Lucas Van Ness. Again, Quay Walker's going into year two. Stokes really didn't. He, he graded out terribly, but he didn't really play very much. His rookie year was significantly better, so we'll see. But we also still have Razul. Um, I mean, and, and again, this is this is me comparing the Jets defense to a defense that ranked, what, like 20th or something stupid? For me personally, it's kind of a toss-up. Just depends who steps up, who steps back. You know, yeah, they have number one corner and number four defensive tackle, but I don't think it repeats that. Again, Jair was number one also. He didn't stay number one. He was eighth last year, which is still dominant. But, you know, again, it's just it's just all the assuming. We know the Packers are going to struggle this year. We know the Jets are going to be dominant in their playoff contenders. No, you don't. I don't know why I keep doing it to myself. Tom, take it easy. This is, for people listening, this is almost immediately after 
Uh, I called about Pat's show. Uh, I didn't know who was on the show. I didn't check to see who it was. But person said, imagine if Brian Gutekunst didn't pass up on T. Higgins. Imagine, imagine T. Higgins on the Packers. Would Rodgers have stayed? Would it be better? And I, I, I don't know anymore. I thought we, I thought that whole entire argument was squashed, was crushed. Seriously, people, let give me a show. If you want me to say stupid to all oh, men, imagine if Brady comes back to the Dolphins. That would be wild, right? Man, this Tua guy getting clobbered because his all line sucks. Brady would be a lot better. See, look, I can just come up with anything. Oh, imagine uh, how different those football Super Bowls would have been previously if if Jamal Charles went to another team when he was drafted. It, it, there's like no point to it. There's just my brain. My brain's taken enough. From all this mess, I hope no no one's gonna let this go for a while. But I hope people can start just being like gone with this whole Matt. What what if Brian Gutekunst did this instead of that? What if the Packers picked up this person instead of that person? There's not a I don't I don't have a question here. I just <laughs> I just need a minute to rant. Okay, and my rants are not as good as yours. But, hot damn, I just can't take it anymore. It's just so stupid. So stupid. Listen, Rogers, he's wanted to leave for a while. It's He's been said, it's been shown, everything, everything, we all know it. He's wanted to go. Now he gets to go, he's gone. Talk about that. Talk about what the future looks like for the Jets in about a year's time when they have to find another quarterback. Imagine what happens in a year's time when the Packers have two first-round picks. Let's talk about that. No, we have to talk about previous drafts and what it means and how to please Rodgers. No. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I think I think one of the things that's the most annoying is that we don't all just gather around and go, that was stupid. You know what I mean? Like with the Pat McAfee thing with his original comment about their GM being a genius and, and our GM, you know, well, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I mean, some GMs are freaking idiots, so you never know. <laughs> Which he turned out to be stupid about. Um, but the, the the biggest issue is rather than everyone just going, well, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, we don't know about the Jets, GM. We know more about the Pat. Instead of everybody just knowing that that was a mistake and moving on with their lives, what we have is a bunch of casuals who now take that as gospel, like I was just talking about. And now everybody knows this is a poorly run organization. Everybody knows, because Roger said so, that that these guys don't know what they're doing, and it's just a... We actually have to defend ourselves to Jets fans about being a garbage organization. Are you free? What universe am I living in where Green Bay Packers fans are on their heels talking to Jets fans who are accusing us of poorly running an organization? 
Wow. Wow. Amazing. But again, this is, this is what the casuals do. They listen to Pat McAfee. They, they listen to everybody else on TV who don't know what they're talking about. And then they get into this group speak thing where they don't actually know, but then what they know is what everybody else said. So everybody starts saying it. And then it becomes, well, everybody knows. Everybody, you're the only one that doesn't know because you're a biased Packer fan. <laughs> no, nobody knows, including you. And you're listening to people that don't know. And rather than actually using your brain and figuring things out for yourself, you believe what people tell you, which is stupid nonsense. Because you choose to believe it, probably because you want to believe it. Use your head. See, Tom, why are you getting me all worked up here? Um, all right, let's do a couple from Trevor here. Hey, Ryan, I had a little uh, thing I thought you might be able to do. Um, it just surprises me how much teams will trade away the whole franchise. Yeah, the number one pick of the draft and get a QB. Um, this doesn't, I guess, I don't have the data, so that's why I'm calling, but it doesn't seem like it works out that often. Um, I didn't know if there was an easy way for you to pull, like, in the last, maybe since 2000, you know, every time a team has traded at least two first-round picks, don't do the value chart or anything, just straight up two first or more. Um, the move up in the draft and draft a QB, like the Bears for Trubisky, and, like, what's the hit rate? Because to give away that much capital, I want to be pretty certain it's going to hit. I mean, I guess the teams are confident in themselves, but just statistically, I'm wondering how often it actually works out. Go back to Yeah, I, um, I tend to agree with you. I mean, that's one of those things you're, you're going to have to kind of dive deep into. Uh, considering the analytics community is very trade-back heavy, I would assume that that would agree with you, especially since off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of who these quarterbacks are that, that we've made. Like, wasn't Cam Newton one of them, and that was kind of a disaster? Um, I mean, Trubisky, that was the second pick, but they moved up one spot and gave up a decent haul. That didn't really work out. Um, I know the Chiefs moved up for Pat Mahomes, but I don't know how much that would be and and we're talking about a different category when you talk about quarterbacks i'm sure from a value standpoint it's probably more worth it but i don't know i i i um it's really i think just one of those things where teams realize either you have a quarterback or you don't and if you don't you're probably not going anywhere so they're willing to essentially do the wrong thing to have an opportunity to actually be a viable team because we can sit here and do the right thing 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 and, and build a quality team. But until we get that one piece, which is a quarterback, it doesn't mean anything. So I think these teams, yeah, and, and, and there probably is some overreaching. I mean, this is a bad quarterback year. That's not to say one of these guys couldn't, you know, Bryce or Stroud could potentially be the guy. Maybe Anthony Richardson could be the guy. I don't know. Um, but there probably is some over, uh, over, you know, and again, you look at what Gutekunst said, every, every year our goal is to win. And that's true technically of every team. And you know you can't compete if you don't have the quarterback. And so you, you give it all away. But, the, you know, again, that's when you get into the cycle of if, if you're doing that too often or, or being too aggressive or use that mentality too loosely, you do that every year, you don't end up getting a quarterback. Or by the time you do, you've wasted so much value that there's nothing to build around the guy. So I don't know the best strategy there because, again, you have to have the quarterback, but you can't expect him to fall to you either. So on some level, you do have to trust your evaluation and go up and get that guy and just hope that it works. But, yeah, you can't sit there and do it all the time. You, you, you just, it's, that's not going to work either. All right, Uno Moss, Trevor, let's get us out of here, man. Hey, Ryan, I just called out trade the picks and all for getting the quarterback. And I know it's pretty vague on what I defined as, like, working out. To me, okay. that'd be worth it to work out. You need... To have a 10-year starter QB. Sure. He's going to start for 10 years on this team. Um, 
you know, like I would even argue like a Derek Carr that worked out. You know, he he was, he was good enough. The team just wasn't um, for most years. But you know, it doesn't have to be like a Rodgers, Mahomes. It doesn't have to be Burrow. But they need to be a starting quarterback for you for a decade. Go back to. Him. Just hoping to talk a little bit longer. I'm trying to log in here to get you some some data. All right, so we're looking for trades, right? So we're looking for big-time trade-ups for quarterbacks, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find um, a way to search that. I, I, I've got two different things here, but I can't really sort it by, you know, big trades that culminated into this being a thing. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure the data's out there somewhere. I wish I had a better answer for you. I mean, I guess I could just Google biggest draft day trades for a quarterback, but I don't, I'm not sure. It's definitely a bigger research project in terms of trying to figure that out, and I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I, I, I do assume, I, again, here, here's my thought, my assumption. Teams massively overpay for quarterbacks. In other words, it's, it's a net loss. But I think teams know that, and they accept that, and they're willing to accept that um, because, again, you've got to get that guy. So they're willing to... Swing and miss and swing and miss because they got to get the guy. But I, I don't have anything concrete on that. Um, I, I guess if you were to guess on how things are going to pan out, probably a miss, you know, just less than 50% that he ends up meeting that criteria of being a 10-year starter. But again, I, I really don't know. I, I, I gave it the old college try, man. I just couldn't figure it out. So anyways, we're down to 136 calls. I'm doing my best here. Um, not exactly sure what to do about that, but... You guys have yourselves a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.